Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Yeah. You don't tell me what to do. I suggest that you go. Well, welcome everybody to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Yeah, I ain't stop right there. What? You know, we have an intro dude that says, welcome to the Board Game Snobs, and then you get on here and you say, hey, welcome to the Board Game Snobs. So it's kind of redundant. It is redundant, but at the same time, I feel like Nigel is just providing an intro, whereas we are actually taking the time to personally welcome our fans. So it's a more personal touch? Yes, it's a personal touch. Okay. We need to take the time to issue an apology. A brief apology. A few episodes ago, unwittingly and unknowingly, we thought that the San Francisco treat was Uncle Ben's. After a slew of at least seven emails, <laughs> we have been corrected. Outrage. Backlash. It's, it was rice aroni rice is the San Francisco treat. Many have even accused us of being in the back pockets of Uncle Ben. <laughs> I would like to go Get on the that record. Rice money. Like to go on the record now. Big rice. I have not had culinary relations with Uncle Ben. We do not receive money from Big Rice, nor will we ever receive money from. We the big, fight Big Rice. We fight Big Rice. We don't even like rice. Well, well I do. I like fried I like rice. Rice and gravy. What? Rice and gravy. I never heard of that. It's an old family meal. You can get a big roast. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Are you serious? You put rice in gravy? Yes. You take a big roast. Okay. Put some mushroom gravy in it. Okay. Get some rice. White rice. Put the gravy on the rice with the meat. One of my favorite meals as a child growing up. This day. Wow. You need to post a recipe on the guild. I will. And now everybody knows that you're from the South. Rice and gravy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I take my gravy very seriously. It's not, oh, well, speaking of gravy. Oh, gosh. No. I was about to, I was, no, I was about to actually make a segue into uh, the gravy train and then somehow connect that something, with something. Something, gravy, something. Gravy. Yeah. Something, something. Gravy train. train. Yep. There you go. Something, something. Ticket to ride. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Get it? Bacon. Fat. Six degrees. Of Kevin Bacon? Yeah. You can move on to your banter section now. Okay, let's do it. You got to call out people. We've had fan mail. Do we need to do the fan mail? Okay, yes. We need to acknowledge the northern chapter of BGS. The Enrique Fan Club. The Enrique Fan Club. Our mascot, Enrique. <laughs> Who he's, he, Enrique is not with us this evening because uh, he is ill. Once violently again. ill. He is violently ill. One too many sour nuggets down the gullet. <laughs> no, he's got strep throat. Oh, he's got strip throat, is what I keep calling him. chicken strips. He's got strip throat. Chicken strip strep throat. throat. Chicken, chicken throat. throat. Yes, it's a rare avian flu-like disease that affects those who eat he nothing is, but chicken uh, nuggets. Patient zero. Yes, <laughs> due to his nugget intake. <laughs> uh, Northern Frankie, or actually, it's Frankie of the North, and. Uh, uh, Chris, uh, a, a recent emailer, Chris Soul, but a very Soul avid Train, recent emailer, Solard, Chris, Steve Soul, Soul Train, S- something like that. I've just been calling him Soul Train, Chris Cross. Yeah, him, Cody. I don't know. I thought his name was Christian, but then like uh, somebody emailed saying Cody. Maybe we called him Cody. I don't know. I don't know. But Soul Train, we'll just go with Soul Train. There you go. 
he's I guess that him and Frankie of the North are the starting the chapter, the northern chapter of BGS and the Enrique fan club, which apparently all you need is a cheap fedora and no sleeves and you're in. That's all it takes. Uh, Enrique was quite amused by the pictures that were sent. I bet he was quite flattered. He was quite flattered. I made a joke to him about his, about uh, not having any sleeves on his shirt, him showing his biceps, <laughs> and said, telling him about it, he, that he has a fan club that says it's everybody that has sleeveless and showing their biceps. And I said, they're called biceptuals. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't corrected that. <laughs> Just left it, left it alone. <laughs> so, uh, anyways. That's that, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. That was good. That was good. Oh, oh, and we're coming to you live annually on the laptop from uh, Joe. Joe, Average Joe. Average Joe in this above average laptop. We'll Thank have you, to, Joe. We'll see how it sounds upon uh, completion. And we'll <sighs> hopefully be. <laughs> You're ready to go now? Ready to go now. <laughs> I had to get that Put apolo- your clothes back on. <laughs> I had to get that apology out of the way quickly. Uh, average Joe, we're using your computer. So. Appreciate that. Appreciate that greatly. Uh, if you hear this, then it, it all worked out. If you don't hear this, then it's not working out. No. All the other episodes that you've heard over the past two or three weeks have been the episodes that oh were gosh. lost on our old laptop, that which we had to recover. And so we are behind, very much behind on, on and not up to date. No. Um, I learned a new word. What's that? Saturnine. Saturnine? Saturnine. Don't know it. Saturnine? Saturnine? Okay, I didn't learn, learn it very what well. Is it? it means gloomy. Gloomy? Gloomy in appearance. You're looking rather Saturnine today. I'm tired. I've been fine. I'm on antibiotics for massive What's wrong with sinus him? infection. Clam diddly? Still, still coming at you? No. Still stop. fighting it. Still. Keep up the fight, Jerry. <laughs> I got faith in you. You can do it. I've got sinus infection. That's uh, why I sound somewhat handsomer. S- stuffy. But anyways, and and a little bit slower this podcast. Um, tell me about your recent viewings of Carmen San Diego. Do you want to get into this now? I really do. Okay, well, this is all right. Well, I'll get into this now. I don't have much time for the banter section. I like what you had to say, but I will put this banter stuff out there for you because I know you like banter. I do. I like Carmen San Diego. Pitter patter. Scratch that. Let's get at her. I love Carmen San Diego. I like the old. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was too busy doing Pitter Patter. And you went from, I like Carmen Sandiego. I love Carmen Sandiego. Yes. Here's why. Because from the from the video game, from when the old, I believe it's Super Nintendo uh, video game to the computer game, you remember buying that? And you had the little almanac, the little dictionary thing that you could look up the flags and the various uh, geographical facts and be able to find out where Carmen Sandiego is at. Long story short, my kids introducing them to Carmen Sandiego and them watching it, the old cartoon. They just love it. Now, apparently, Netflix has brought back Carmen Sandiego in its first season, and it's awesome. It is it is way, way better than what I would imagine it would have been. I, I generally don't like remakes, but this is not so much a remake as it is a reimagining. And it's educational, and it's a callback to, to good old days. Of, 1991. Yeah, 91. I was close. I was close. I told you the other day. I thought it was like. I think 80. I was in high school about then, so I, I think it missed 89. me. But eighty. But it was. It was a. It was a great show, just because it taught kids at the same time as being somewhat entertaining. And this is what this show is. It's not as educational as the original, but still good. It's BGS approved, even though it's not 
a board game. I, I did watch the Netflix one, episode one, and I was into it. Here's here's something that was... I like Carmen. This is what I was grappling about, is why isn't there not a Carmen San Diego board game? San Diego. I'm sure there is. Surely. Did you look it up? No, I didn't look it up. Because I'm I lazy. Mean, but I mean, like a mainstream one, there's not, there's not even one it's that's... It's Letters from Whitechapel, except it's the Globe. No, it's not Letters from Whitechapel. Whenever I have something to compare, I always compare to <laughs> Letters from Whitechapel. No, it's not. <laughs> My go-to. It's, You're hunting for her. But, How is that not Letters from Whitechapel? I'll explain why, because... Go ahead. Carmen Sandiego gives you evidence, gives you clues that are uh, geographical. The letters? No, they don't. The There's letters? no letters in Whitechapel named He them. wrote letters saying... And, and how is that integrated into the game? Dear, it's not. Dearest Lieutenant, I was here earlier. <laughs> you may notice the slaughtered body before you. Now, I may have went due east. Follow me. That's not... That's a, Letters from Whitechapel. That's not Letters Leaving a note. Carmen San Diego gives you clues about like this is the tallest, second tallest mountain range in Asia, and you got to figure that out. See that? Oh, that type of clue. That not type where of she's clue. at. Yes, it's not. It's not a. Well, it, what good is that? What good is that going to do? Uh, the lieutenant chasing her. They figure it out. If we could only discover what the tallest mountain chain is in France, they know that we'd know where Carmen's at. They know that. You look that up and you go about it's it. The Alps, right? I don't know. Where are the Alps? Those are the Swedish. Maybe I should watch Carmen Sandiego. Maybe you should watch Carmen <laughs> Sandiego. I do not know. You'd, you'd be, you'd Swiss be. Alps. Where's Swiss? Where's the country of Swiss? <laughs> they make cheese. I know that much. All right, look. We have gotten some. Hey, I've, I've been doing our demographics. We're getting a lot of listeners, like two or three at least, from over the Europe way. There yes. is no reason for you to be. Valdi? Vladi. Vladi? Valdi. I think it was Valdi. The composer? Not Vivaldi. Oh, uh, oh, fan yeah, mail. So you didn't expect me to know that, did you? No, oh, hey. I may look dumb, <laughs> but I'm not that dumb. Pause for drinking. Jerry's ready again. I'm ready again. It's like Popeye and a spinach. I'm enough talking about enough banter. Can See, we get to we what we want to talk about? Aggressive already. Yes, I'm going to get aggressive. Can we get to what we're going to talk about? Uh, Gordhead. This is episode 46, and we're talking about two games. Both 46. Yeah, I know. That's almost a year's worth. Almost a one half week. century. We've been recording now for over a year. Starship Samurai Just and Gagong okay. are the two games. Good God. Which what? I'd like to discuss. I'll start with Gagong. Gagong. Which is a. You just gong. You you describe gagong, please. It's by TMG. You want me to describe it? Please go Thank ahead. You. This is what I do best. Get after it. What you have is a board, and you need to set that in the middle of the table. <laughs> Don't set it off to the left. <coughs> Don't set it off to the right. Don't set it nearest to the player one, because that's not fair. You want to set the board in the middle of the table. Thank At least you. that's what the rules say. Thank you, Rodney. You, you got to. Then you take a little personal board, and now you got one board in the middle. Now you've got your own board, so that one goes nearest you. On that board, you're going to set your little worker dudes, little cubes. Why can't they make them like people looking? Well, because you end up dispensing them. Like I don't, I don't you know just, what ha- they just do away with. Them? You do away with. I guess them. that wouldn't be. I don't know what exactly it is, but you're getting rid of your. But they're assistants. called servants. Uh, you're getting rid of your servants somehow, and it doesn't explain what's happening to them. And it, I need to travel. <laughs> One of you needs to go missing. <laughs> and there he goes. There he is. The servants never heard from again. 
I don't Although like, you can gain him back later. No, you gain nothing. Why yeah. he would come back to you, I don't know. I don't know. You've done dispensed of him. So you can go traveling. <laughs> Disappear. Gagong is... So that I may travel. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll I was not done describing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you have this board that you have sat in the middle of the table. You have a little board closer to you. It's your personal board. That's where you keep your servants. And it also tells you how the game is played with these various icons that are... Numerous icons... Are you chewing ice? That are convoluted. Iconvoluted. So, you have the travel board up top. That's where you travel. I have said this to at least one person. <laughs> <laughs> it very much reminds me of Newton. Mm-hmm. But you liked Newton somewhat more. Sli- slightly better. This game is completely themeless. Yes. Other than the fact that it has Gugong slapped on it in a Asian imperial theme. Uh, you're traveling, so you can place a worker there. You travel, it gives you a little bonus. You put that on your player board. You can trade those in later. Uh, but in the center of the board, you have to appease the king at the high court of whatever, Cloud City. <laughs> and if you don't move all the way up to the top, then you cannot score anything at the end of the game. The emperor. Off to the left, you can help build the wall. Person with the most servants on the wall. Great wall, China. You've sent your servants to the wall to work. They bring you glory. Then at the bottom, you can ship things. Uh, Then you have the intrigue track, which I'm not quite sure why it's called that. Okay, I'll I'll stop you there. I'll stop you there. Wait, wait, wait. It's just a bunch of tracks. (laughs) It's just a bunch of tracks. You have this to the sixth track off to the right. There's six, like six or seven. No, wait. I forgot the jades. Oh, that we didn't even use. I used it twice. There's just a bunch of tracks. I was going heavy jade on a board that is that the game's main mechanism is this card placement. You start the game with four cards. The cards all have numbers on them, one through nine. On the board at these six tracks are various other cards that have been played out, again, numbered one through nine. As you lay cards down, you want to lay cards that are higher than the cards on the board and then do that action on that track. So if there's a four out there, you put a five there, you take the four. You can play something lower, but you have to apparently sacrifice two servants to do so. So that's the main mechanism of the game is just flopping cards down. Not interesting. The theme, there isn't one. The tracks are boring. The iconology is confusing and convoluted. I confusing. It is. It is a. It was a chore to play. I understood it, but at the same time, chore was just running up stuff on a track is not fun, especially when it isn't theme when it's themeless. But you have like six different tracks. Yes. What fun was that? One, two, three, four. I think there's yeah, there's six six tracks. I think. So, Gagong was a huge miss for me. Like, uh, I have no desire to ever play it again. You were upset. It was it was bothering me even just playing it. It was a it was a trash game to me. And what? I don't, no, yeah, so hard. Well, here's why. Here's why. This is this is something for all you fledgling designers out there. Just because you can slap flagellum designers fledgling. No. Just because flagella. <laughs> that's those little that's those tails on on. Back bacteria, I those think little so. squilly things. Don't know. No. Who designs those? Oh, it's mutations. That's why I got the sinus infection. you have a tail? It's because my bacteria's <laughs> got flagella and they got up into my sinus cavity. Are you born with a tail? My ethmoid. It's a in. It's a slightly longer tailbone. 
It's not a tail. Um, but when you design a game, if your main mechanism is not that engaging. What was the main mechanism of this? Laying oh, cars laying down. those cars down. Yeah, that's it. Lay cars down, run up the track. On a themeless game. Yeah. With terrible icons. With with just, what is your main strategy in this game? Just You got to pick two or three. Where are you going to go? Which track am I going to run up? See, it's just stupid. I don't want to play a game where I'm just running up a track. I saw Squirrel. <laughs> he just ran across well, that he, fence. That just... I haven't seen a squirrel during a podcast in quite some time. Well, that, it's the same squirrel. And even the squirrel. He's checking me out. Uh, Gagam was terrible. I know Gobby has mentioned that he likes it. but really, I don't mind it. But again, I'm not as picky as you. No, no. no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is another thing. And this is Here why you go. have to be okay. careful. I understand. I know what you you're fixing to say. You don't mind I know. It. I knew that was you fixing to say. I knew it. So what? We started this podcast to stop that. Yes. I agree. So. You know what? What? You have adjusted me. I accept your adjustment. <laughs> it's, it's just, I too would have to say, don't buy this. Don't game. Don't buy this game. It is. It's not. Nice but I don't mind it. Looking arse. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you know, give it a review. Uh, I mean, if you like themeless games with multiple tracks, this game might be for you. Gagong's a big pass. It's a lot. Of, it's. A, I have to give uh, it a pass too. Yeah. Even though I don't know, I really want. <laughs> It's got some Automa cards. Well, Automa that. Because you're going to have to, because I ain't playing it again. I will. I will. Even Mike didn't like it. And he then didn't. Mike likes everything. He didn't. He did not. He said he'd have to play it again, but he was not impressed. No, Mike wasn't impressed. There you go. But see, I liked Newton, and you didn't like Newton. Newton is decent, but it's still But tell me the difference. Tell me the difference. Here's the here's difference. Tell me. Newton at least had some icons that made sense. At the very least, there was some iconology to it that made some common sense. The card play in it. I confirm. The, the, are you going to keep that up this entire podcast? Please, just get it out of your system. Uh, I can't. <laughs> are you done? Uh, I will see. Okay. The uh, but Newton at least made sense, and Newton is uh, still. I don't. I wouldn't recommend Newton. I was not. I was harsh on no, it you too. Did not. So it was just Gagong was just a mess. I mean, it's not. It's functionally okay. It is. Sub, it is objectively in terms of a game. It's functional. But why in the world are you going to waste your time? I don't know what you're saying. Playing a game that's functionally just, objectionally. Yeah, it means it works, but. I mean, where's the fun in that? There's a lot of things that's worse. Okay, objectionally. That means it's it's there's like in a vacuum. Is that you ever heard that phrase? In a vacuum, yeah, like a Hoover, like a Hoover. Uh, no, well, subjective is your viewpoint. Like, My viewpoint. Okay, so objective is just objectively is within the without facts. a viewpoint. Yeah, the objectively is fr- from the facts like that we have established. This game works. It does what it's supposed to do. Okay. It's just that subjectively, I don't like it. Gotcha. There it is. Um, I would have to agree with you. Although, again, it does uh, tend to, if you're playing with someone that in, somewhat enjoys it, when I was playing with Mike, I guess he was like, okay with it. He does not voice his opinions as quickly and forcefully as you. So I was like kind of having a good time with it. 
But then I played with you, and I, when I play with you, I sense your utter dread <laughs> of these games. And I was just like, Jerry's not liking this game. And so when you're like that, it kind of kills my vibe. But, I mean, I can understand what you're saying. It is very themeless. It's just a bunch of tracks. It did not blow me away. It didn't knock my socks off. Your socks are still on. They're still on my feet. All right, so let's move on from Gugong. So, moving on I, from Gugong. To another Asian-themed game. That has starships and samurai. But the samurai aren't actually real samurai. They're starship samurais. They're actually large samurais for which people, I guess, operate kind of like in... The, what was that movie about the... the, the Transformers. No, Pacific Rim. Oh. Uh, guy, 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 what do they call those? Kaijus. Kaiju. Yeah, those are the monsters. Jaegers. Jaegers. Uh, Quick question. Yes. Favorite starship. Not in the game, in everything. The favorite, my favorite, Your favorite starship. starship. Well, the most iconic would be the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Falcon? Oh, looking at you. You don't say Falcon? I don't know. Did I say Falcon? <laughs> you said Falcon. I'm on Benadryl. I said a lot of things. <laughs> You're getting close to cussing. Uh, mm, let's see. In between that and it would have Do you to be- say aunt or ant? It'd be between that. Does your aunt have a falcon? (laughs) (laughs) Would be between the Millennium Falcon and probably the Enterprise, of course. Um, most iconic. I would say the most iconic or the Normandy. Oh wow, Starship! It is a Starship. Is that from? uh, No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Video game. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There you go. I played the first one of those. Anyways. What continue. is it called? Mass Effect. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I'd say my favorite is the Enterprise. Yeah. D? No. Hey, what you talking about? The old, the ghetto one? The first Kirk? one? Kirk? Kirk? Yes. No, that ship was junk, man. Whatever. It caught fire. What? <laughs> it caught well, fire. I mean, they did crash about four of them. Yeah, they crashed each time. Nah, man, it's the E or the but D. But what I did not like is in all these movies... Like, they have these ships for years on their TV shows. As soon as they make a movie, they start wrecking them. Yeah. Like, they can't they'll survive the movie. <laughs> there you yeah. yeah. Um, Let me think. And strictly I speaking, like, in like, terms of naval terms and, and naval just hierarchy, if you crash your ship, you ain't getting another one. <laughs> hey. Uh, listen, uh, Admiral. You don't, Yeah, you, you're done. You're you got done. Got a little bit of a fender bender. Yeah, you're done with that. You ditch your ship into Which side is port side? Left. So that's off to the left. Mm-hmm. Starboard's right. Left facing the bow. No. No, no. Port. No. Aft. Port. You're killing it. What? You're killing it. Port is left on the ship's left. Okay. Starboard is the right. Okay, but facing which way? The, sh- the way the ship is moving. There you go. There you go. Okay. So that what matters? So what if you have it in reverse? The left side of the ship is always in is the left side of the so ship. So if you have it in reverse, so now it's backing up, but it's it's, it's going that direction. So when the port shift to the other side? No, no, no. In naval terms, wherever your quarter deck is, your bridge, it's the left side. So the big wheel that spins. The helm. Yeah. So it'd be the left of that. Pretty much. No matter what. Yes. So they say that. So like if I'm facing back to you hollering iceberg right ahead. Starboard side. It's on the right side. Maybe they messed up. Maybe they're like left side. And he's like, which left? (laughs) And then it was too late. Too late. Then Uh, they're like, maybe we should call this port and starboard. Yeah. Well, I guess that was in place long before that, though. Probably. So, 
Starship Samurai, which is apparently an IP, isn't it? Of some sort? By Plat Hat Games. It could be. I don't know. Remind me about Plat Hat Games here in a moment. Okay. Starship Samurai is a very take that back and forth area control game. Now, I'll come right out and say that the, the artwork is really good. I like the artwork on the cards. I like the presentation. The minis. I, the minis are, are fine. They're for, for more than fine. It's probably overdone for, for a game this size. So essentially what ends up happening, you end up getting your two little samurai dudes, your little starship samurai guys, and they have their own little powers. You have your own little ships, and you have your own little player board, and you're giving four tokens, numbered one, two, three, and four. You use those tokens on your turn, you place them on your board, and you will either gain power, gain resources, gain cards, or move that many ships. So if you use the four, you move four ships, so forth and so on. And where are you moving these ships and your samurai out to? But out to the middle of the board, which is these planets. The board that is in the middle of the table, by the way. Thank you. And these these planets have cards on them that indicate what benefits you're going to get. And so you're basically fighting back and forth with the other players of a two-player game. Adding the or it's, it's two, not a two player it's two game. to four player, we but in a two, two player. In, in a two player game, adding ships Which and may have been a mistake. No, wasn't a mistake. So? No, wasn't a mistake. Okay, adding ships out to these spots. Is that because the other player was me? And being able to overcome your your the the your opponents and get the benefits of these cards. Am I your best friend? What's the benefits of these cards? You're running up these faction tokens on this track. And either running up tokens in your favor or lowering uh, your opponent's tokens against them. You're, you're, they're losing influence. Uh, you placing all these ships out there, and the round comes around. You battle whoever has the most power, wins that card, gets five honor points, and you play these little battle cards that kind of adjust things. It's, it's a nice game. Love the presentation. It should be a game that when I looked at it, and I've looked at it several times before we even played it, it felt like a game I would like. It felt like a game that I would really enjoy. The first round, I was. The first round, we played it wrong. And then we read the rules again and realized, oh, we need to play it this way. We watched another video and realized, oh, we just misunderstood this. And we played the game correctly. And it just, there's something. What do you think about it? I'll hold my opinion until you tell them. What do you think about it, Gobby? I was kind of enjoying it. It's very simple. We watched Rodney's video. We read the rules. We we started playing. Of course, like we said, we got the rule wrong. That rule, to me, killed it. Because we started off, bam, we're setting people out there. Uh, you're running up. The, you can run up these little tracks like they're your alliances. You know how I feel about tracks. I know you do. And it's quick. I mean, you got four actions. On your turn, it's going to be my action. Then you take your action. And I'll take my second action. You do that four times. You can get money. You can get cards. You can move your units onto the board. And what's the fourth one? Oh, move those alliances up right. tracks. It's very simple. I was doing it. I was like, okay, I got this. We battled. We, uh, You got one place. I got another. Then we realized we got that one rule wrong. The rule is every time... On your turn, before you make your move, if you're in charge of a sector, you move that track up. You get the bonus. You get the bonus. In order to realize if you're in charge, you have to count. And I don't know exactly always what your samurais are worth. Oh, yours is worth two, but that one's worth three. Okay, so that one's three, that's four, five, six, seven. Okay, now I've got one, two, 
Okay. Oh, wait, wait. You've got a chip under that. So that's another, that's another point. But my card here says it killed it. Yes. Like it was, it turned into count lots of stuff before I make my turn. And you do that every turn. And that, it lit- I was enjoying the game up until that point. And then I was like, it brought, That's one little stupid thing. It's dumb. It brings the game to a screeching halt. Yes. And with more players, it happens more times. Oh, God. And so what ends up, and the complaint about. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, oh well, okay, well, he's got three over Imagine here. And he's got <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, there's not that many spots, but you still have to count. Yeah, imagine Enrique having to stop and count no. each and every one up if there's multiple players. But also, there's no indication on the actual minis about what their power is. So I no. have no clue what your samurai's worth. I have to ask you. Yes. You have to say, well, it's this, he's worth three, or he's worth four. And so basically what ends up happening is each round, before you start your turn, you have to score the board. Yes. It's like having an in-game scoring round every single turn. It was brutal. I did not like that. And it, it made the game that one rule brought the game to a halt. Now, some people aren't going to mind that. And I sound particularly hard about hard on this game. But the fact is, is that that one rule really did suck you out of the out of the attention of the game. It's almost like we even spent some time trying to house rule it. And I'm not sure that house ruling... Uh, that part out of the game is not going to affect it because now you have less opportunity to affect those tracks, which are mainly the victory points of the game is affecting those tracks. Yeah. And so it unbalances the game and an unbalanced game. You know how I feel about that. I can't stand an unbalanced game. Um, So it just, it really, I would heard so many mediocre um, reviews about Starship, Starship Samurai. And I didn't know why until we've actually played it. And I must say that it's one of those games that I, I'd like to maybe play it again, maybe. But it is just so, um, it's just so, it, it misses the mark by just a little bit. Like, do, it, if I was going to play another fast-paced area control game, I'm just going to play Commit. If I want to play another game that has uh, just a just a, a brief type of, play some cards and move some of your guys around on a board. I'm going to play King is dead. It's like the only thing that it has going for it is the miniatures and, and this order placement. It's just, it's just not, it looks very nice. It is very nice. It and is it's very got nice. some good. I like that board. I like the four actions and you choose it and you can even reinforce those with your credits or your money. Like if I wanted to, if I, you have a, whatever it's, you have four actions, one, two, three, four, they're numbered that. And that also is the power of that ability. So if I place my one on moves, I would move one unit. If I place my four on moves, I play. I can move four units. You can supplement that with your money or credits. I don't remember what it's called in the game. So if I had two dollars, I can move four units plus two two dollars. Mm-hmm. I can move six units. All that was good. It was very smooth. And then that one rule. I've never played a game. Never have either. I've never played a game where I was like, I'm liking this. This is good. This is cool. This is fast. This is fun. This is easy. Bam. It's done. It ruined it. It did. And that one fell swoop very quickly. Ruined the game. Ruined it. Ruined. 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 (laughs) 
Thank you for that. Words get weird. Words get very weird sometimes. And so Starship Starship Samurai. Not easy to say either. Not easy to say. Three times fast. Yes. Uh, It it doesn't get a naturally. It doesn't get an approval from us. But you need to be very careful if you're looking at it. Maybe play it at a convention. It's quick to learn. And it's pretty straightforward, and maybe it might be something that you and your group might understand, might like. But you and yours, but naturally we're we're shying away from it. D- uh, okay, so I've told you to remind me about Plaid Hat. You're, Do you realize yeah. we've had two games that we just talked about now that we we don't like? Yes, we, we slinging a lot of hate this episode. Yeah, is this going to be a hateful episode? Apparently. Okay. Well, let's just sling some hate then. Okay. Uh, Gord head. We were talking about publishers that we like. And then that led to us talking about publishers that we don't like, or publishers that, not that we don't like them personally, it's not like we have something against them, but publishers that their games, we just simply do not like. Gabby made the observation, which kind of shocked me, that we don't like any of Plaid Hat's games. And I said, what are you talking about? Let me name off some of the games. And they've made some mega games. (coughs) Don't get me wrong. We are probably in the minority. Let me name some of the games. Name some games. He named games. Dead of Winter. Mm. Spectre Ops. Dead in the Water. Spectre Ops. Spectre Snooze. Uh, are we going to do that? Okay. Go ahead and do that. <laughs> just, just do your thing. You're doing, no, you're, I'm, I gotta, you got to talk for me to do it, well, though. Uh, well, hang on. I'm just, um, it's, it's a thing. Spectre Ops requires... S- City of Remnants. I can't say that on air. <laughs> Seafall. Seafall? Yes. More like downfall. Okay, if you're not going to do good, you might as well stop. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there is Seafall. Hey, what else? Hang on. Gen 7? Gen 7. More like mix me some gin seven times before I play that game. Yeah. And they also did Video Game High School, which I'm not even going to talk about. Never That's, even heard of it. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Don't even. Don't even get me. Huh. Don't even get me started. So, strangely enough, this is a publisher that we just not really had. They don't jive with us. Why is that? I just think the type of games they produce are the, okay. Well, quite honestly, let me be honest. Go ahead. I've be been honest. lying this entire time up till now. We are very Euro in our taste. Which, if you just said that a few years ago, wouldn't have, wouldn't have believed you. Well, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, nearly almost everything we like is very Euro. Starship Samurai, it's just battle. Uh, Dead of Winter is like this story quote game with zombies. No, Gen 7 is a story game. Just we didn't like it. I. Give us, although Gugong, Euro, didn't like it. Give us a Euro with some decent theme. And that's the way we lean. So I, Plaid Hat does does not do that. So I think they're just not in our wheelhouse. Well, let me say this. I believe that... I think that the games that we tend to like... One, I, I, we were talking about this the other day. We like games that bring about a story... Yeah, that allow you to make interesting no, decisions, but, but also has a decent theme. That's true. Okay. Well, we're gonna. Okay, I'm gonna get into 
next week's podcast somewhat. Okay, do it. It doesn't require a story. It just requires a good theme. For instance, right. we're going to discuss Stone Age next week. Right. We were just playing that game, just being stupid, like, oh, Og went off into the woods and he's <laughs> eating clay and chopping wood and fell asleep because he didn't bring back no wood. I mean, that's silly, but like, that's thematic. Like, you send the guy out, he didn't bring back no wood. What were you doing, Og? <laughs> you out there just eating mushrooms, <laughs> falling asleep? That's what happened to Og. So now I can't use that joke next week, though. Oh, you shot yourself in the foot. Oh. So, but I mean, but a a game that is good and thematic, you can make up your own story as you go. But these guys were just like, nah, nothing. I didn't get nothing. They don't do anything for me. Goo Gong, you can't make up any stories. No, I don't even know what happened. (laughs) What was the purpose of Goo Gong? I don't even know what was going on. I read the story to Starship Samurai. Apparently, you're just out fighting other samurais in space. I mean, you can fight, but it's it's too back and forth, and the whole counting thing just ruined it. I just okay, okay, flathead. We're not doesn't jive with us, but people love them apparently. So, if that is a designer or not a designer, a publisher that you particularly like, why don't you send us an email and tell us what your favorite plaid hat game is? Or maybe there's just one that we've missed. Maybe they have a great game out there that we just I mean, have. Dead not. of Winter is a massive, massive success, and it's not. And, and again, a game that is objectively fine, tells a story. We had a bad experience with it, and I, I, I to tell you the truth, it. Dead of Winter falls into the same line with me as Cosmic Encounter. It's a game that with the right people, right situation, yeah. you're probably going to enjoy it. We laughed playing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me wrong. We had a good time, don't but it wrong. just ended quickly and terribly, and the people we were with, I don't think they were happy about that. No, we were... We, just just imagine watching uh, The Walking Dead, but everybody dying the first episode. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened to us, is that everybody just died and right off And the was like, I've literally never seen this happen before. <laughs> Yes. Well, how could you people you didn't make have such- Gobby and Enrique going out for food? Did you? How could you make such bad decisions? Well, it's that man. It's- oh man, is that a bad idea? That's a bad apocalypse? idea. And there's no chicken nuggets in the apocalypse. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. I'm sorry that we're sick. I'm sorry Jerry's that Jerry's falling asleep. I'm on falling me. asleep right now. But next week we'll be back. We will better be than back. ever. Better. Uh, yeah. We're going to discuss Stone Age and yeah. Last Wheel. Yes, we are, because yeah, hopefully you won't be reading my last wheel by then. Hopefully I'll be feeling better. I hope so. Hope you don't have what Enrique's got. Yeah. We're hoping he pulls through. We need to have Enrique back on. He has fans. He just keeps he's got a whole northern he's chapter. sick all the time. I'm Jerry. We appreciate you. Send us an email at boardgamesnobs at gmail dot com or on Twitter or actually Instagram. Just Instagram. Hey, y'all. Jerry downloaded Instagram to his phone. It's on my phone now. And he's asking me all kinds of questions about how to post. I know how to post now. What does this mean? Uh, Giuseppe, he sent me a message, and I replied to it on the Instagram. Really? And I made sure he knew that it was not you. It was me. (laughs) I posted some miniatures that I had painted, and I'm like, oh. And he's like, oh, is this? I was like, no, this is me. This is Jerry. So I need to take, see, I have on there posted by Gobby, but now that you're on there, I have to change that. Well, it's posted by us. But I mean, I have it on there because, like, before you literally didn't know what Instagram was. Well, now I know how But now you're on. I'm finding all sorts of stuff. Doing good. Following people. I like what you say, too. Or stalking. funny. I am funny. You are funny. It's a nice, this is, Instagram is a good way for us to interact with people. But there is one thing hanging out there. What's that? 
I said I'm your best friend. You didn't answer it. Join us next week on Board Game Styles. We're talking about Stone Age and feelings. Uh, feelings and something else. I'm Gavin. This is Jerry. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.